I like to kind of teach that true history or just at least understand that, but also like have my own way of celebrating the harvest, giving thanks and coming together with family to share food and laughs and medicine. So. Young and Indigenous podcast is an outlet for people to know about Indigenous knowledge, storytelling and history. Through our youthful journeys as Indigenous people, young people and elders share their experiences with us. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. We're about to tell some red stories. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay, Yay, podcast! Too. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Young and Indigenous. I'm Waikikia and I'm joined by Noalani Augustin, uh, Nooksack and Shwai of the Stalo Nation and a screenwriter here at Children of the Setting Sun Productions. And today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. Um, what is Thanksgiving to you? Oh, it's Thanksgiving... Um, there's a lot to like unpack with Thanksgiving. I think like growing up, it was always like you, we were taught the stories of like, oh, you know, the English came, came to Plymouth Rock, uh, met the natives, the Wampanoags and friendship, joy and gathering and food happened. And, you know, thus our, our society. And um, but then there's the part where you 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 get the indigenous lens and the indigenous perspective of that time in history. And it was a really like harsh time for the Wampanoag people who received these English settlers at Plymouth Rock. And um, for them, it's a memory. And for all indigenous peoples that know, you know, the true occurrences and historical facts of the time, it's, it's, a, it's a day of like remembering some pretty like, uh, traumatizing history uh, and and you know the Wampanoag they embraced the English um, it started with uh, you know these English landed at Plymouth Rock they were starving they didn't have anything they were dying off it isn't as glamorous as it sounds like oh they went and provided the meal for the whole whole feast they didn't know what to eat and and it was um, the chief of the Wampanoag, Massasoit, he responding to like a couple of shots that went off just because the English were, you know, having like a camp party or, you know, just whatever, making some noise. He kind of went to look about with 90 men just prepared. You hear shots fired. Um, wars had already proceeded um, between like French and English and native peoples already by then. So they knew what shots were. And so he goes to check it out sees that you know they don't have anything to eat and they're partying so he like he leaves with his troop and comes back and provides deer crop turkey um to these starving settlers and so they lived a while just kind of um with the kind of conflict uh a lot of the wampanoag graves were robbed um by those english settlers at plymouth uh 
Massasoit's own mother's grave was robbed because they were looking for things. They were hungry. They were cold, um, looking for riches. And so they were crop stealing. Um, and so the Massasoit saw that and just like to kind of negate any conflict, these two groups of people were like, all right, we actually have to kind of interact and figure out how to do this. So there were a series of like negotiations and meetings between the Wampanoag and the English, but it wasn't necessarily friendly and it wasn't like a social hour and like all food and, and fun and giving thanks. Um, it was just trying to negotiate how they're going to live together. Um, but it's it's interesting because we we are told this, you know, kind of this really short narrative of friendship and Thanksgiving and um, but that's the Wampanoag's history. And just a generation later, after that first contact with um, the generation of Massasoit, his son, Medicombe, who is the next chief of the Wampanoag, is like the generation later. It was like such turmoil, such conflict. It led into the, um, I think, the King Philip's War. But yeah, so... Um, just a generation later, by 1637, there was a huge massacre at um, Mystic Fort uh, on the Pequot uh, Wampanoags, and that was um, by the English. And then by 1965, Metacombe's Massasoit's son led kind of a rebellion against the English for all the hardship and kind of trauma they had endured that generation, that first generation of contact. Um, and that became known as the King Philip's War. Um, so like we can, you know, we, the kind of broad American conceptualization is this happy Thanksgiving time of gratitude and sharing. Um, but I mean, we at least have to recognize what happened, the, the historical factual occurrences that happened rather than kind of perpetuating a fallacy. Um, and so I think that's kind of where Thanksgiving is at for me. Um, I do like to uh, kind of go into, um, because Native people, we've always get given gratitude. We have our ceremonies that give gratitude to certain types of things, right? During the season or the 13 moons calendar, there's always like an act of giving praise and thanks to the resources that provide for us, to our people, to our leadership. And so like, and we see that in our giveaways, in our gatherings and coming together, right? We, we give and we share and, and we provide food. And so Thanksgiving for me has always been like, I'm not one to like radically be like, I'm not going to celebrate this day. I use it as a time to celebrate what we do, our generosity, our food, traditional foods too, and American foods, because we are American. You can't you can't separate these two worlds as easily as people say we can. And so I like to kind of teach that true history or just at least understand that, but also like have my own way of celebrating the harvest, giving thanks and coming together with family to share food and to like and laughs and medicine. So um, that's what Thanksgiving means to me. <laughs> celebrate Thanksgiving now? Um, so today, like, um, I like to recognize the true history, um, share that with my family members, my son, I'm a, a mom of a toddler, so he'll definitely learn that history. But I still come together with my family. We share food, we share laughs, we share medicine, uh, we share stories. It's, it's like healing in itself to give us a day 
to come together. Um, but I think the harm is in when America tries to perpetuate this false story. Um, so I think to get to the root of it is understanding the history of that of that time and um, and not using it as a as a as a day to like not celebrate, but to write the legacy of it. You know what I mean? Um, and so we still gather my family. We gather. We have food. We bring traditional foods and American foods to our homes. We'll go to, you know, one one gathering at my family, my husband's families, and then one gathering at my own. And um, the elders and the young ones come together, and everyone in between. And um, so, yeah, that's how we celebrate. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, so Thanksgiving, like American Thanksgiving, I love like a bite of turkey with some mashed potatoes and gravy on it. But you got to have a little cranberry in there, like all in one bite. But I love, love the day after Thanksgiving stuff that like the soups, the sandwiches, you, you know, those turkey Thanksgiving sandwiches. Where I they do, love they use, those. They put, like, stuffing and sweet potatoes and and turkey and oh, sprouts. It's the best. Um, but like traditionally, like w- you always see salmon at a lot of coastal Thanksgivings, um, squashes. I love a butternut squash, which is traditional food. So so if you think of the traditional Thanksgiving menu, yeah, Massasoit provided turkeys. That's true. That's fact in historical record um and they did have pumpkin because pumpkin and squash were traditional and and berries so cranberries the pumpkin and the turkey yes like that happened it it, that's part of what they ate during that time when they were negotiating together um but yeah so i think for my traditionally i love some sweet potatoes yams squash butternut squash and and salmon um if if there's if, if there's a crab opening, you'll see crab at a coastal Thanksgiving. So yeah, I, I can get down on some homemade pie. My mom always makes homemade pie. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, that's my auntie Linda's thing. Love you, auntie Linda. She is the pie maker. Oh, and she'll just scratch everything. Uh, goes and has all the kids go get the berries, blackberries, and she like will will uh preserve them you know, for the winter time and just like dish out pies, pies. There's always that one auntie or grandma or mom that that's the pie, the pie doer. (laughs) (laughs) What can we do today to make Thanksgiving our own? Yeah. So um, when I was a student at the University of Washington, uh, our native student group, the um, First Nations at UW, we had this thing called Taking Back the Dinner. And that's what we titled it. And it was like an actual event that we hosted every year and invited people to other student constituents, faculty, staff. And we literally it was like a dinner, but also like a lesson. (laughs) And so that's that's like one of the ways to make it our own. And like I said, like celebrating our own cultural foods, bringing those to the table. Um, But I think there's a way 
some people are celebrating like the Ravens feast, a Ravens dinner or kind of like decolonizing it to be their own. Um, because we can't, I mean, with decolonization, so much has happened, like just the assimilation and genocide process. We're never going to get back to pre-contact. You can't. This place is a concrete jungle. And like, we have to find decolonization is coming to the best of the in-between decolonizing those harmful value systems or whatever it is decolonizing those and coming to the best of i think both systems um and a lot of that will will i think remedy remedying a lot of that will be calling on um indigenous teachings and ways of knowing and and whatnot so Yeah, the whole white savior kind of stereotype is in that, too, because it's like the whole narrative kind of drives that the white people brought food and brought um, civilization and, and a society to the natives. And, and you know, that's we we don't we didn't need to be saved. So it's, yeah, definitely another story of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were literally starving and dying off and stealing from graves and robbing corn crops. But but yeah, I think what's important for like our generation now is to is to transform minds around this day and and give true understanding, give, give facts so that people can have a true understanding. And, and we can do that through a podcast. We can do that through our films. But like you said, just being a mother and like teaching your child in the home is one of the, the most valuable ways to, to, I think, instill a lesson. And now we're speaking to Quincy. <laughs> Quincy. <laughs> what is Thanksgiving to Isabella? Um, Thanksgiving to me, well, when I think about it growing up, it's just like just uh, my family getting together and just, um, you know, getting to bite to eat with like turkey and well thanksgiving we went to like my grandma's like every thanksgiving for as long as i could remember we always um celebrated it with her so i was always so grateful that i got to go and like hang out with my grandma and my grandpa and then like my mom and you know my siblings and my grandma was just a really good cook growing up and um so she would always cook this big dinner for us and we always had this like tradition of like going to the movies after you know my grandpa would give us money and we get to go to the movies but i think thanksgiving to me is just kind of like being thankful for the things that um, we get to celebrate and having our family around and being able just to spend time together and um but lately, I think these last few years, I think it's been pretty tough because I haven't got to celebrate like with my family and stuff. It's just like been 
me and my new little family, but not being able to not celebrate with your family like you used to kind of gets like sad, I'd sort of say. But and I think also like growing up, we they didn't like really teach us what Thanksgiving really was until like I got out of high school and went into college and didn't really realize what this um holiday was celebrated for and it was just like it was really heart-wrenching once you found out like what they did really celebrate it for how do you celebrate thanksgiving now that you have your own family um we celebrate it with uh keith's um side of the family my partner um we just go over and have dinner but i would really like to like start celebrating it in like a big family size. It was weird. I was just thinking about it when we're interviewing Nalani and I was just kind of like thinking like, wow, I'd really like to be able to get both of our families together and, you know, have a big Thanksgiving dinner together and, you know, like have turkey and like the ham and the, you know, just doing all the like, um, what is it? Uh, not the celebrating, but the like, just having all those like main plates that you think of when um, you're uh, eating dinner on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what are you thankful for? I am really thankful for my kids. Um, they are really like the light of my life. And I'm really thankful for um, Daryl Hilaire. He's uh, really been impactful in my life. And um cssp team and also like the yay team i don't know just everybody that uh, has an impact within my life right now i'm really thankful for you know they really um watch over me and mentor me and you know i'm always learning new things from you guys and it just like it really makes me grow as a person and makes me like want to be more impactful with the role that I know that I, I have to be playing, not playing in, but knowing what role that I have to take on and recognizing those roles and just really like being aware of that and knowing that I am, that I, you know, I'm really thankful with the people that I have around me. And I, I'm always like, it just makes me happy every day. And I don't, I don't think I really express that a lot. So I like, I'm really glad to be where I am and like, to be able to see the things that we're going to be able to do for our community and, you know, people like, uh, you know, people in your community. You know, I see a lot of people like our yay posts and I think that's really cool that they see you doing the things that you're doing. And it's really, it's going to, you know, be great. And I, I can't wait to see where it goes. So I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? My favorite, man, my favorite Thanksgiving food is stuffing. Like, it has to be good stuffing, too. <laughs> like, nobody cannot, you know, I really hate stuffing that has celery in it. But stuffing without celery <laughs> in it is bomb. <laughs> without, I think that's, like, at the bottom of my Thanksgiving food list is stuffing. I don't know why, for as long as I remember, I was like, I just really want to eat a whole plate of stuffing. <laughs> 
And I like I like all the odd things because I really like the cranberry. I literally like cranberries too. Like it, it can't be like the sauce kind. It has to be the one that like is in the can. Well, I'm pretty oh, sure they're all in the can, yeah, but yeah. It, like you cut it and it's just like I don't know. It's something good about it. <laughs> I think my favorite is it's kind of basic. I have a lot of different okay category categories. For food, food-wise, I like <laughs> mashed potatoes and gravy. Homemade gravy, though. Yes. My dad makes the best homemade gravy. Like, I will get, like, three plates of just mashed potatoes and gravy. I agree. And then, like, for dessert-wise, I would have to say my mom's homemade blueberry pie. And then, I don't know where we were one year, but there was, like, some homemade buns. Ooh. And there was, like, coconut condensed milk or whatever poured over it and it was baked and it was just like the best sweet buns i've ever had in my life <laughs> i love that i think i'm most thankful for is when I get to go home and have Thanksgiving with my family. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, mm, time out. Rewind. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> my mom doesn't really, like, celebrate Thanksgiving. She kind of just celebrates family. So, like, we'll have dinner and stuff and then celebrate each other. A ho. A ho, young oh, warrior. <laughs> Music by Keith Jefferson, Mark Nichols, and Roy Alexander. Thank you to our funders, the Whatcom Community Foundation and the Discurrent Foundation.